Hey, Joey. <laughs> hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. And hello to everybody listening. We have not been recording another story for the past 10 minutes. <laughs> um, my name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week, and I'm very sad. Why? Odds are that is the last time we're going to play that uh, fantastic theme song you created. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll tell everybody. We're in the process of getting a brand new theme song. Joe's written the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And by uh, process, we meant we started this in November. <laughs> Do you think he'll ever listen again? Like, he no. listened to, like, a millisecond of our show. Well, we should well, tell everyone. Time. So we hire the guys, the boys at Flat 29, which is a, another podcast, a British podcast, to um, to write our theme song. They also wrote the great theme songs for uh, Cocktails and Cream Puffs and Greetings from Nowhere. And Facts of Life. And Facts of Life. Uh, and so you know their work. Uh, but uh, we were heavily – I don't know how Cocktails and Cream Puffs and Greetings from Nowhere did it, but – we were very heavily involved in the creative process of this theme song. We meaning Joe Patance. Well, Mike had Mike, very little to do with it. M- Mike was the one that got the ball rolling. Okay, that's true. Yeah. But and you then, were the one that had like ideas and stuff, so I kind of just let you go with it. And you've been really good like um we have like a rough draft of what's it, what it's going to sound like and mm-hmm. like you've been sending all of that to me and I've just had no objection. So yeah, I think I think it fits okay. with. Uh, they did a really good job with it, and I think it fits with the feel of the show. Yeah, so we'll hopefully be rolling that out soon. You think we'll have it by next week? That's your guess. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's gonna take him so long. I mean, like he did the hardest part to me, which is writing the goddamn song, and I, I wrote the lyrics. <laughs> you're so talking, I to do you're talking about someone that took it took him a month to respond. Yes, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then remember, like in the beginning of January, we got one that was like, guys, I, you know, okay, so we, okay. So first of all, <laughs> we're emailing with them, and then um, I, I was, I had very, very, very specific ideas of what I wanted for the theme song. Very, very specific ideas. So I go, you know, I think I'm gonna need to Skype with you uh, about this. Oh, I didn't know you. Well, maybe I did. Is he cute? Mike, he is so fucking hot. Yeah. I was dying the whole time because for some reason like if you look at the three of them i don't know who is who right and in flat 29 there's three guys so in my head maybe i'm just so dumb i talked to him voice only before and he has kind even though he's straight he's married to a woman he's british though he has like a very like kind of like femi voice he's like oh hello joe hello hello nice to talk to you you know and um but then he, we Skyped, and I was like, oh, my God, he's so fuck. He's the cute one. Like, if you look at the, well, the one that I think is the cutest of the three boys in that gr- – I should say men. Of the three men in that uh, podcast, he's the hottest one. Okay. So, of course, I was on the on the mic. All of a sudden, no. Uh, we're writing uh, <laughs> the greatest theme song of all time. I'm on, I, right. I think I, I, I was on the phone with, on Skype with him for like two hours. Oh, God, Joe. Yeah, I haven't paid him a penny yet either. 
I know, I know, I know. I, I wonder if it was worth his time. Like, because right. uh, we know what we're paying, you know. And uh, so then, anyway, so then he goes, okay, I think I got an idea, and I'll just, uh, I'll drop you a line when I got something, right? Yeah. And then um, we get an email around early January, and he's like, ugh, I, I've got it. I've got it. And nailed it, right? And I'm like, oh, yes. He goes, one little thing, you know, we're just, we're moving this weekend. <laughs> And once we move into our new place, I'll record the song and send you a track. I wonder if now we have to, like, to find the website, we have to go to, like, Flat 54 or something. Because they moved. Oh. So, not- <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, we barely got the backing track a couple of weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, I would say maybe two weeks ago, and then... Uh, he also sent us one where he like hums mm-hmm. where the words will go. So Joe could write lyrics. Yeah. And so then I wrote the lyrics and it's cute. Now it's we're just catchy. I played it for Steve. Oh yeah. Steve, what did Steve think? He was humming it for the rest of the evening. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because so I wrote the lyrics. I, I really like the lyrics. Okay. I think it captures the show. If I do say so myself. And, um, I go, so I kept singing the song, you know, and Cameron was like, oh, what are you singing? And I go, oh, our new theme song. And I wrote the lyrics. You want to hear it? He goes, yeah. Well, first of all, there were kind of hurt feelings because he was like, you didn't ask me to write the theme song? Wait, what? Does he write music? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he writes music. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, look, I just can't. I can't. You know, we just. Yeah. This is like behind the candelabra. This is a scene out of that. (laughs) And uh, it really is. So um, I... uh, And by the way, Steve, that's this uh, movie that was about uh, Liberace starring mm -hmm. Matt Damon and... um, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. It was on HBO. Just so you know. Everyone else knows what it is, but my boyfriend Steve will not, so... Oh. Just letting him know. I, I've actually brought that joke up with Cameron because I said for Halloween I should go with Liberace and he should go with the other guy. And Cameron uh, had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> and yeah, and, you know, and, and in this case, I didn't want him to know. I was like, oh, nothing, nothing, some dumb movie, <laughs> right? So, so then he, so I go, well, let me play the theme song for you. And he was like, oh, okay, Mike, I play me singing this theme song. Yeah. Zero reaction. He goes, that's funny. That's what he did. I think you're exaggerating his uh, disinterest because you tend to do that. He probably was like, it's good. But you, just because he didn't gush over it and talk about it for days, you're like, hurt feel. you have hurt feelings. No, my feelings weren't hurt. I was like, whatever. You don't listen to the show. And I yelled at him. <laughs> I don't have hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we, Cameron and I have a mutual friend who's going through some relationship issues right now. Mm-hmm. So we were talking to him this morning. And, um, I do this on, I shouldn't have done, I shouldn't have done, I should not have done this because it's a, it's a personal joke that I do, but the guy, well, it did, I didn't think it was such a serious relationship issue at the first. I was like, Oh, my boyfriend's annoying me. Right. Right. But then as we progress, it got more and more serious. But in the beginning I was all like, well, Cameron and I do this because <laughs> it's funny to me that we've been together for two, not even two months. And I'm like. Like, oh, well, we're perfect, and we we have all relationship problems solved. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, I've got only one story to tell you this week, really. Okay. I, Joey, I don't have a lot to talk about. In fact, 
um, everyone should know we were maybe not going to record because Joe was tired and I was like not pushing it because I was not feeling it either. Either, so I didn't even like think about stories to tell until you texted me and was like, "Okay, let's record." And I was like, "Shit, I don't Look, have anything to tell." Here's the deal: I've always told you we don't have to do an, an hour show. We don't have to kill ourselves. Yeah. Well, when we say that, that's when we do an hour and a half. <laughs> but, uh, for example, we haven't even got to any of our stories and we're 15 minutes in. Or well, no, no, we're not we're really. Can we tell yeah. that other story? So, anyway, um, Joey, I know you're going to have feelings about this just because of things that you've said in the past. But um, Steve and I were going to go on Friday. Um, I was going to go to San Francisco and we were going to do dinner somewhere and then come back to my house. And we're kind of going down the list of places we could go eat, but we always go to the same places because they're safe. And I think a lot of people kind of get in their own rut and whatever. So we're like, let's go somewhere that we haven't been together, uh, been to together. And let's have just outside of our normal box. Right. And Steve suggested one of your favorite places. (laughs) He's, he's like, let's go to the cheesecake factory. Um, and so in San Francisco, on top of Macy's, there's a cheesecake factory. The view is really pretty. Well, it's not offensively bad. Yeah, but it's not good either. Like, no. it does feel very, like, boil in a bag, things I could do at home almost. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can buy this frozen and reheat it and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but and that's all the non-meat options. I guess some of – maybe their meat is good. I don't – I'm not really sure. Mm. I haven't – I haven't had a – uh, dinner at Cheesecake Factory since I was 20. In fact, it was the same exact Cheesecake Factory. Um, really? Uh, yeah. When I used to visit Amanda up here in Berkeley. Oh. Uh, we went there once. Just f- I don't even know why there. Um, and we ordered alcohol. Do you know mm-hmm. the story? No. We were underage. And Amanda I just all of a sudden ordered alcohol. And I was so nervous. And then the waiter was like, let me see your ID. And she... <gasps> And she's like, okay. And she starts searching her purse. So I just sit on my hands because I'm like, well, maybe she has a fake ID or something. I don't know. Uh So she's searching through her purse and she's like, I can't seem to find it. And the waiter's getting pissed. So he's like, I'll be back. So he leaves. And when he leaves, she's like, well, I thought I would try. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And what (laughs) ended up happening? Some other woman brought over the alcohol she (gasps) ordered. And then later the waiter's like, did you ever find your ID? But at this point she's drank the whole thing. Uh And she's like, no, I must not have brought it. (laughs) But what's he going to do? Ask for the liquor back? He, he, he went through and put it in the order. So like, he would be in trouble, but, um, it was the same cheesecake factory. So we went there and ate there. Um, and it was okay. Um, you know what? Cheesecake factory for me, I always thought it was like, disgusting white people food but also like expensive mm-hmm. like a um what's the one that serves like huge portions so you think you're getting a good deal but claim really jumper just, claim jumper isn't it aren't they kind of expensive yeah on the pricey side yeah yeah so this cheesecake factory wasn't that expensive um and it was full the whole place was full oh it's always packed yeah uh but it was full of um out-of-towners like a lot oh, of foreign people, a yeah. lot of foreign people. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, when the hostess sat us down, she was like, where are you guys from? <laughs> <laughs> down the street. Like, down the street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, boring. So, so I went to the Cheesecake Factory and then um, 
this weekend I also did uh Steve and I were gonna just kinda take it easy and mm-hmm. he looked up uh something he found online. It was like a DIY fair where you like go and there's different booths that have like um crafts that they made but also like um instructional booths like come to this booth and pay twenty bucks and you can make a succulent plant or whatever where you like could make a or a atrium a atrium is that what they're called yeah we have like the little like rocks and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and like a glass thing right Mm -hmm. stuff like that so he's like if it's not raining let's go and we just happened to be out halfway there and he's like oh yeah it's there so we ended up going all the way down to jack london square in oakland and um, going to this Maker's Fair, mm-hmm. Joe Batanz. Yeah. This was – well, first of all, it was really windy. It wasn't raining, but it was very windy. And it was outdoors? Outdoors oh on the waterfront. Oh, my on, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm already cold. I'm not even there. So we went. Joe, guess how many booths total there were? Guess. Give me one number. Eleven. Three. No. There were three booths, and one of them was like, well, one was the like make the atrium with the succulent plant thing, which was, I mean, good. And then the others were like homemade um, moisturizer. Oh and my god! It was so pathetic, so pathetic. Do you think um, there were more booths and people just didn't show up, or yeah, that only- could be it. Um, the only reason we actually found them was because. There was also a farmer's market going on. So when we got there, we walked through the farmer's market. And then at the end of the farmer's market, you saw a little sign and we walked over that way. But if the farmer's market was Did someone there, make would... the sign? No. <laughs> well, yeah, somebody made it somewhere. But no one did it themselves. Well, it looked pretty pro. Oh, uh, wow. But we could have easily missed the whole thing if the farmer's market didn't lead us that way. But I'm starting to realize, and I think I kind of blame catching up. Why? I'm starting to realize that I'm a boring person. Mm. Like my exciting time, like w- the other exciting thing I did was uh, we watched Ghostbusters number one and I fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. Last night after this, uh, oh, you, <laughs> we didn't put this in the show. Cam and I went to an event last night mm-hmm. and I had told him before I go, oh yeah. And then afterwards we're going to go to this we're going to go do karaoke at this one bar my friend's hosting. It's going to be great. And we'll Uber back. And we got back from the event at, I'm going to say 7.30. <laughs> I was asleep by 8. Yeah. And he I'm was, I think he felt about 8.30. Oh, really? Yeah. We were, well, we had, we'd had a lot to drink. Oh. And, and food. Like stuffed with food and alcohol. Yeah. 7.38 though, I could see myself st- Resting a little bit and still going to karaoke. Something mellow. By the way, Joe, I haven't had a drink in, I want to say, 23 days. Finally. We, we were all worried about you. <laughs> Hold on. I have an app on my phone. I've been and... tracking how long since you've had a drink? Yeah. So I've been sober for 23 days. I've been a vegetarian for 407 days. And I've been alive for 12,779 days. Oh, wow. It's just an app where you can type in a date and it'll count up or count down for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Different things. I got to so. get one of them, one of them uh, apps. You should. 
Um, what's any stories in your life that you want to tell me? Well, if you're only doing one, I'm going to do one. Um, okay. I'm going to give you a choice. Just pick you the best one. I don't know either of them. Because <sighs> you'll tell the other one eventually. Right? <sighs> right? Yeah, I mean, I guess I will. No, I probably won't tell the other one eventually. Um, you know what? Why don't I do... Oh, this is so tough. So here are my choices for myself. I'm going to talk it out. Hector's birthday party. I feel like I could do both stories. Hector's birthday party is super short. Okay, go. Okay. My friend Hector, my roommate Hector, I lived with him all through college, with the exception of one year. Okay? My roommate Hector turned 40. Had a big 40th birthday party. Right? Yeah. But literally, you know, Hector and I lived together, but our lives in college were very separate. He had his own group of friends. I had my own group of friends. Right? Yeah. And so I don't know any of his college friends. I don't know any of it. And, and, and he and I have stayed friends throughout the years, but I don't hang out with him and his friends. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I knew going there, I wasn't going to know anyone. Is he still ha- – wasn't he handsome when he was younger? Okay, well, I'll get to that. Okay, I'll mention this in the story. Um, yes, he was very handsome, but we'll we'll get to that, right? Okay. So um, – I'm no longer listening to you and only looking him up on Facebook. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So uh, I uh, – I, oh, I was – Main I'm, picture is his birthday party, I'm guessing. Ray, Mo- Ray Momo? Was he know. wearing like a crown? I don't know. Okay, go on. <laughs> so – I'm like, I just didn't want to go. Now he lives in Cerritos, like in like the heart of Cerritos, like nowhere near. Free- First of all, I'm never by Cerritos. All right. Okay. And also, so Cerritos is like by all these freeways, but like you still have to drive in a bunch to get to his house. And I was just like, Ugh, right. But like, even the day of, I was like, I'm not going to go. I'm just not, I can't do this. Right. And Cameron was working that night. So he couldn't even come with me if I wanted him to. And it was just, Ugh, right. Yeah. So I was like, but then I was home. I wasn't doing anything. And I was like, you know what? This guy has gone to all my important birthday parties. Oh, yeah. He's always been there for me, always helped me. I'm going to go. Good. That's nice right? of you to recognize. Yeah. So I I, I just, I, I uh, what do you call it? I rally and I get in the car and I drive all the way to Cerritos. Right. Okay. And then, oh, oh, here's, here's, do you know what? This is going to be the story. I can't tell the other story because now this is turning into a whole story. Little bit of a history. Hector's 30th birthday party? Because Hector's Colombian, like straight up from Colombia, Colombian. All his relatives are from Colombia. Everybody's Colombian, okay? Yeah. 30th birthday party, and FYI, um, through a not so amusing. A uh, set of miscommunication between myself and the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> I had neglected to pay a, 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 a ticket. Uh-huh. And so then all of a sudden I get a letter that my license was suspended. Okay. Okay. I had no driver's license. This is, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to go take it. Get, you know, usually in Orange County when that happens, you just go up and you pay your dumb fine and then you're done. You know? Or pay online or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, I go to L.A., and they're like, you need to see a judge, and you can't see a judge for four weeks. Whoa. And I was like, fuck, because L.A., right? Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. So I had no license. So people had to drive me around everywhere. 
<laughs> uh-huh. And so for Hector's birthday party, um, my parents had to drive me. <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, it was like, the, the, it said on the invite, the party started at 9. My parents dropped me off at 9.30. I show up. Um, Hector's in the shower. Lindsay, his girlfriend at the time, is, or maybe married. I mean, they were probably married at the time, actually. His wife is, like, in curlers, like, mm-hmm. vacuuming. Yeah. Like, and, like, oh, hey. Because Colombians will say a party starts at 9, but they don't show up to, like, midnight. Right? Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mike, my parents were like, we're going to go see a movie. We'll see you at midnight. People were barely getting there. My parents picked me up. And I, and then they were like, Joe. And I'm like, I got to go. My parents are picking me up. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. So that was just FYI 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Your mom is outside honking. She's like, Joey, hurry Joey, up. Joey, Joey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we bought you some uh, uh, golden spoon. Okay. So anyway, uh, so I, uh, so this one, I show up and out because I didn't decide till the party had started. So I have to drive, you know, I have to drive over there. Okay. So I'm an hour late to this party. I see no cars in the street. Right. So I'm like, (sighs) right. So I'm like, I got to go inside. Luckily, a friend of mine called me right then at that moment. And I go, Hey, you know, I'm at this party. Um, can I call you in five minutes? And he goes, what? And I go, yeah, I just got to this party. I'll call you in five minutes. Okay. Michael, listen, I go into this party. I'm like maybe the fourth person there. Oh, okay. Not the first, at least. No, not the first. Hector's in the back talking to one of, you know, one of the one third of the party, you know, uh-huh. one, one quarter of the party. And, um... I go, he goes, Joe. And I spend a lot of time talking to Hector. Hi, Hector. Hi, Lindsay. Like being a bit, making a big show. Cause I also know Hector's going to have an open bar. He's going to be drinking, right? Right. I'm literally, I'm going to say I stayed 10 minutes, right? People start, cause people start arriving. Then I was like, pretend I got a phone call. Yeah. And I walked out and got in my car and left. I think I, I think I'm totally okay with that. Right. I could see myself doing the same thing. And I know, come on, Hector's going to get drunk and he's just going to just remember that I showed up. Right. He won't, he won't remember, remember when, when I left. Oh, because I, and this is true. I had to work the next day. So I told him, I can't really stay very long because I have to work. Sure. So I'd already told him that. So he knew I was already leaving early. So he'd be like, oh, well, Joe had to leave early because of work, but I know he was here. Right. Right. I got in this car. I was home within two hours or an hour and a half, you know? Yeah. Left, driven. Spent 10 minutes, home within an hour and a half. Perfect. I, I was so happy about this. So, and I know Hector, he, he's texted me since about other things, in a super good mood, how you doing? You know, so I think hmm. the plan worked. I hope he never listens to this podcast, by the way. <laughs> he might one day. Um, hey, Joe, I have two news stories for you, and I want you to pick one. Got it. First one is San Francisco Pride Grand Marshal is named... Second is second man in Night Stalker killings, maybe. Oh, God. No <sighs> questions. I know. Just pick. I'm going to go with Night Stalker. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because um, I, here's, here's one of two things that are going to happen with the, with the drag queen one. No drag queens. Oh. What would you say again? 
um, San Francisco Pride named the Grand Marshal. Oh, okay. That it's either going to be boring. I'm like, I don't care who. Okay, you know, I don't care the name that person. You know, or, or it's going to make me mad. It'll be like <laughs> Dustin Lance Black, and I'm going to be like, Ugh. <laughs> um, they actually named Black Lives Matter as the Grand Marshal. Oh my god. Um, okay. In 1980. And who's were, in the car for that? Um, I don't think there will be a car. In 1980, Richard Ramirez, who you might remember as the Night Stalker, brought terror to California with a serial, serial killing spree that saw him breaking into the victims' houses. You remember the Night Stalker, Joey? Oh yeah, I lived through it. Yeah. I was really young, but I do remember the. I don't really – how long was he doing this? I don't know that I, re- I remember know. him before he was actually caught. I just remember the name was still on people's lips in the playground. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people would still talk about him. On uh, April 10th, 1984, a nine-year-old little girl was found raped and murdered in the <gasps> basement of a San Francisco hotel where Ramirez was living. And they weren't able to connect it to uh, the Night Stalker until 2009 when the semen that that was on a handkerchief at the scene was identified as his. But there was a second sample of fluid on the handkerchief. And now they may have found their second man Mm -hmm. is what is coming to light this week. Um, They're saying the handkerchief had stains in several places that were tested. Former prosecutor and DNA expert Rocknin Harmon told The Post... He reviewed the case while consulting for San Francisco's district attorney in 2009. And the stain actually produced a hit um, that, hold on, the stain that was produced a hit was a mixture of three people. So two different semen sources. One of the sources matched Ramirez and the other source linked the second male to the handkerchief. It's significant because it connects the two sources to the one body. And the identity of the second suspect hasn't been publicly named yet, but multiple sources told the Post that the man, who was a juvenile at the time of the murder, went on to commit other felony crimes. <gasps> and that's why he's in the system. Oh. His DNA is in the system. So I just wanted to bring that up because it's, I mean, it's a San Francisco story, but also like the Night Stalker was a big deal. He since died, right? Like, Yeah. Did, did he die of natural causes yeah i feel like cancer or something right i I have no idea ramirez was convicted in september 1989 so i was eight years old Mm -hmm. on 13 counts of murder five attempted murders 11 sexual assaults and 14 burglaries he was sentenced to death by gas chamber wait he was sentenced in when 89 california has a long california doesn't kill people right now though no, but it must have been a long trial because um, the he, first I, murder was eighty four. Yeah, he was caught when I was about ten. I was a kid when he was. I gotta look this up. Okay, keep going. Um, he was sentenced to death, and when he was sentenced to death by gas chamber, he said, "Big deal. Death always went with the territory. See you in Disneyland." And as far as authorities are aware, his entire spree of crimes had taken place in just one year. He did ultimately die of lymphoma in 2013 at the age of 53 and after 23 years on death row. I'm looking it up. Wikipedia here. Night Stalker. Richard Ramirez. Oh, he's ugly. 
Uh, okay. Oh, wait. All right. Oh, here we go. Okay. 85. He was captured in 85. Oh, yeah. So if this little girl was the first and it was in 84, that's it wasn't like he was doing tons of these. Well, it wasn't like he was doing it for a long time, I mean. Mm-hmm. It was scary, right, for L.A.? Like, people were changing the way yeah, they lived? Yeah, but in a weird kind of way, it was like the good old days of serial killers. Like, remember with Richard Ramirez, the thing with him was that uh, he would only break into your house and kill you if your um, window was open. He wouldn't break in, like, he wouldn't actually break a window or anything. If your window was open, he'd sneak in and kill you. But it happened to be during a very, very hot time. It was during the summer, and it was really hot. And so, people knew this, too. It wasn't like they found it out later. Like, they would say, like, you can't, literally, seriously, I mean, what do you do, actually, if it's super hot, but then the Night Stalker? Leave your door open. (laughs) So, um, I also remember one of his victims was named Peter Pan. Really? Yeah, some Asian guy named Peter Pan. Oh, he killed men too. I thought he just like went after women. And no, he, he killed men and women. I think oh. he also. I don't think he raped. I don't know if he raped the men or not. But I think he was also like weirdly like bisexual. Look, he's a fucking sicko. I don't think sex has anything to do with it. You know. Yeah. Um But uh, yeah, it was a really really scary time because like, you know he was such a boogeyman at the time. It was very very scary. And I also love that he was caught in East LA. Like he went. He met like so. You know, I think they had just named him. They somehow figured out who he was. And so he was already on the run. And so he went into some woman, like a woman was in her garage and he tried to break in to her, like started to carjack her essentially. And they were fighting, but then somehow neighbors saw this and they chased after him and chased him down the street and beat the shit out of him. And so they caught him. Hmm. You don't fuck with East LA people. Um, cool. What All about right. you? Any news stories from you? Yes. Here we go. Mike Lawson. I'm going to name, I'm going to read two news stories. Man used Instagram to track down students and steal their underwear. <gasps> or not the clown charged with sexually assaulting. T- no, just kidding. No. <laughs> All right. Or police track down suspect with help from thin mint cookies. So let me read them back. So here we go. Man used Instagram to track down students and steal their underwear. Or police track down suspect with help from Thin Mint Cookies. They both sound like great stories. I'm going to go with the Thin Mint Cookie, though, just because it's timely. Instagram will be around in a few weeks if we decide to do that story, if there's nothing point. else. Yeah. But Thin Mints, I mean, that's that's at the top of the news, so- the news search right top now. Top of like the news search. Want, people want to hear about Thin Mints. They want to hear about Thin Mints. <laughs> On Thursday, police in Hemet were able to track down a getaway motorcyclist with help from a box... Of Thin Mint Cookies. Joseph Kopf sped off after police tried to pull him over, hitting speeds of 100 miles per hour. But not before police noticed he threw something into the bushes. Officers spotted the tossed item, which turned out to be a box of... Thin Mint Cookies. Thin thin Mint Cookies, with a note attached to it, listing a number for Kopf to call if the suspect was interested in buying... More cookies. Police received reports of a motorcyclist pulling into a trailer park and found cops' motorcycle next to his home, underneath a tarp. Calling the number listed on the note, a sales representative with the Girl Scouts confirmed they had sold a box of Thin Mints to a motorcyclist and was able to positively identify cops. 
Kopf has been booked on suspicion of felony reckless evading, speeding, and driving on a suspended license. Mike Lawson, my question to you, what is your favorite kind of Girl Scout cookie? And driving under the influence of Thin Man Cookie. And driving under the influence of Thin Man Cookies. I really like the Thin Mint. I would say that's probably high on my list. I also like the one that has, pe- like, peanut butter, but then it's covered in chocolate. I don't know the names of them. Isn't that just called Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? No, it's a cookie with peanut butter on top, and then it's covered in chocolate. And then I like the Samoa. I know that name. What are the Heidi Ho's? Eat- Did I just make that up? I don't know. Is that the one with no, like, frosting or anything? I don't know. What are the Jingle Jangles? That's my favorite. Or the Hey Diddy Diddies. <laughs> I think you dumb name. Like, wow. And then you tell you're an adult saying these names. Yeah. You know, like, oh, uh, yeah. I'll- the other day. Go ahead. The other day I went to buy, it was my roommate's birthday, and I went to the grocery store, and there was uh, Girl Scouts right out front. And I was like, oh, I don't have cash. And they were like, we take credit cards. <laughs> That's- and I was like, what? They have a square. They have, like, an iPhone with a a credit card processor. So I ended up buying my roommate a box of cookies for his birthday. The big controversy down here, and I don't know how where it, how it played out the rest of the country, is that um, some sort of, there was there, something happened where the main bakery for Girl Scout cookies uh, lost the monopoly on it. I don't, and I'm sure there are people who know the whole story. I don't know why, but for some reason, there's a different different bakery for the Orange County Girl Scout cookies and a different bakery for the Los Angeles Girl Scout cookies. The Los Angeles Girl Scout cookies are made by the same people who make the Girl Scout cookies you know and love, okay? okay. The Orange County cookies are they make knockoffs when they had to change the names. So Samoas have some different name, everything has a different oh. name, but it also everyone says they don't taste the same. Oh. They taste different. They're knockoffs. Weird. I wouldn't buy them then. Yeah, people are complaining that the Orange County ones aren't as good as the LA ones. What's your favorite? Do you I rarely them? ever eat them. Hmm. I, the Thin Mint is just so good. Do you know the thing where they put them in the freezer? I know, I know a lot of people put them in the freezer. Yeah, my dad would do that. I don't. They don't usually last that long with me, so I just eat them. Yeah. How, so do, do you happen to know how many pumps it takes for each box of cookies? How many pumps? Yeah, insulin pump things. <laughs> oh, do you know Cameron's dad is type 1 diabetic and he just got the same thing you got? Oh, really? What's the thing that's connected to your body? Insulin pump? Yeah, but what's it? Yeah, he got. Mine is called a T Slim, but. Whatever the one that's like in, always connected to your body. Yeah, insulin pump. Yeah, he got one of them. And I was like, oh, Mike Lawson has one of those things. Oh. Interesting. I wonder what kind. Ask him. Okay. These are fascinating topics we have coming up, going on here at Catching Up. What? What do you got going on next week? Mike, it's so awful. I had the busiest week this week. I have n- literally nothing going on this week. Nothing. I have work. Wait, then why did you say to me, if we don't record tonight, I can't record all week? Oh, well, because Wednesday night I work, and then I'm going to see Cameron afterwards. Um, and then Thursday, what's the, Thursday I could do it, but what's the point? What's the point? Um, Joe, my birthday is on Saturday. Oh, wow. So, Are you having a big yeah. party? Um, Yeah, in L.A. We're <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I haven't invited you though. Oh, I'm throwing a party in your honor because I have nothing going on this week. <laughs> no, um, I actually rented a car and we're going to, Steve and I are going to drive to Point Reyes. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. It seems like somewhere Hillhauser would have gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lighthouse that's really famous. There's a, it's kind of known for like cheese and wine and uh, oysters. A lot of oysters. So we're going to go up and just kind of spend the day there. Um, not be in Oakland, not be in San Francisco for once. Mm-hmm. Just kind of get out. Um, so that's pretty much the only thing I got going on that's not work-related. I got a lot of other work stuff, but that's boring. So, Well, you know what? Maybe it's a good – maybe it's good that uh, the, the first episode with our new theme song isn't this episode. This is not going to be one that we submit to uh, – the the podcast awards, <laughs> right? That is right. Um, cool. Well, nice catching up with you, Joey. Mm, go to hell, Mike. <laughs>